Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Fred Fuck from long distance somehow gets it to go. We can't believe it. The hat and the glasses come off. Fred Funk with the birdie at 16. Welcome to Terps on the T. Chick and the Hawk. Fred Funk the Hawk. Me the Chick. That sounds weird. Me the Chick. <laughs> it does. I mean, it, I mean, it's my fault. It's my nickname. Long story behind that nickname. Um, so, uh, and coming up on the show, uh, I did not bury the lead, is uh, the hottest golfer, uh, not on the planet, but pretty darn close. And that would be Alex Chica, who just uh, won his second straight major. Um, I don't I mean that's just he's on fire right now. He's going to come up on the program and he's a guy that's uh, not from this land. But what an interesting story to get here and to do what he's doing. Um, all right. So how did your week go last week? Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got off to a decent start. I played uh, 71, 72, 73, which uh, put me in about 22nd or something like that. 25th. I'm not sure. Uh, scores were pretty high, and then uh, Sunday I had a debacle, and uh, I just was off my game in the way the greens feed off. They had a lot of false sides and fronts. Right. Uh, I, I just got off to a three over after three, and then uh, my only birdie is kind of hilarious. They moved 17th hole up, 220 to fly the creek. It was 230 the front of the green, 250 the hole. I smothered pulled my driver into the creek, and I drop, and I hold it. Oh my God! From, From like how 50 far? Yards, Fifty Holy yards. Crap. Oh my so God! So my only birdie was a penalty shot drop, birdie. Nice, real is, nice. Yeah. So it's kind of, kind of defined the whole day. Really, it was right. silly. But I shot seven over and ended up finishing fifty seventh, and not real happy about it. And then I went to where my love to go uh, is. Went back out to my golf course in Colorado, Rain Dance. Right. And Matt, Matt Chanella joined us because uh, he was doing one of his pieces on our what we're doing out there, our project. Right. Right. And we had a great time. We uh, lucked out with the weather and we got he was overwhelmed with the beauty of the golf course. And and he's going to make a piece out of it. And in fact, nice. I want to I asked him to come on our show. Uh-huh. He he took a picture. We had this big party at this fire pit that they made. It's going to be the permanent fire pit. It's out okay. on the golf course. And we had a great time. It was catered by the chefs that are down at the other golf course. Mm. And we had a ridiculous meal, drinking beer at the fire pit, watching the sun go down over the Rockies. I'm not jealous at all. Phenomenal. And uh, Matt, had, he put a one little thing in. And by the time he got back to his room, he had 80,000 hits. Holy crap. So Holy we need crap. Him, we need him. Yeah. On our show. Yes. Yes. So, so, so did he uh, say yes? Did he say yes or no? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. He loved okay. it. He would love okay. it. And, uh, okay. he's a great guy. And then, uh, another guy that we both really should get. And what he was talking about was Scott Van Pelt. True. We are both, another, ter- we are all three Terps. Terp. All three yep. Terps. Cause yep. I told him about our show and he said, well, you got to get Scott. Yeah. He said, he's a freaking lunatic. I said, okay, I'd love to have him. He is a lunatic. He is a lunatic, uh, which ironic, ironic that we were in school together and never saw each other, um, which is true. Um, uh, I don't know how that worked. Uh, And then he went to Golf Channel and I was in Augusta and that's how that went. And then he went and blew up and I'm just sitting here doing a podcast with Fred Funk. Lucky me. No, seriously. No, I'm serious. (laughs) No. No, I've had a okay. great career. I've had a really good career and uh, now kind of going into a second phase. That's what we're doing here. Um, now, when are you caddying? Remind everybody when you're caddying. So June 7th, coming up on Monday, I'll be caddying at the 36th, the final qualifier for the U.S. Open. Alex Hoffman is my player. 36 holes at Woodmont Country Club, the north course in Rockville, Maryland. We are going out Sunday afternoon. Just going to play the front nine. Um, and take a look at that. He said he's got some uh, question mark questions there. I said, you want to go on the back nine and just you know, roll some putts? He goes, no. I said, okay, cool. Um, I went and played the course this past week um, and shot four over, which was really good. And then I went to Avenel and it just chewed me up like a dinosaur eating uh, pebbles. It was ridiculous. Um, so, yes, <laughs> we're doing that. Uh, right. we're, we're gearing up for that, which is cool. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to stay calm. Because, uh, you know, I see the possibilities of it. I don't know the number of guys that can get in yet. 
I keep searching the website, but it has not been released. Uh, and, it's usually a low number. It's usually around uh, anywhere from three to seven. Right, right. Something uh, like that. You've been so. through it. So uh, can't wait to see that. I've seen a Raphael Campos, uh, Denny McCarthy will be there. A couple guys uh, on tour that have played. So I've, I've, I don't recognize a bunch of their names, but who cares? You're playing the course and you got you got to score. So I'm yep. excited for Alex. He's, he's very calm about it, which is cool. Um, and we'll see. Um, uh, so there's a couple of things that I want to discuss. One is LPGA tour. Maybe I should do this with Alex. I'll, I'll save, I'll save that one for, for, uh, it's the story of, uh, Shashang Fang, um, who conceded her match, uh, at the, uh, at shadow Creek because she was going to finish third or fourth. And she said, I'm good got the u.s women's open next week i'm good I'm, i don't want to be too tired really? they, played a, they played a they played a ton of golf in the oh, no. in the in the heat uh out there and she just said i'm good um uh aria jatanagarn third place is yours um i'm gonna go rest and uh, let's talk about it now so i looked at it and i understood her point that she you know played a ton of golf extra holes uh and you know she went extra holes with a couple a couple of matches and they're they were just exhausted. I get it. And then the U.S. Women's Open is this week. You, you, it's that is a hard, hard you know uh, thing to go through. Then I thought, what if Justin Thomas conceded yeah. to Rory McIlroy and and match play and said, you know what, uh, it's good. I got the Open next week. It's yours. I think that folks would go, what in the hell just happened? Like that would they be don't, a firestorm if that right? happened. Right. Yeah, one, yeah. one to your tournament, your tournament sponsors, everybody else. Um, and two, just, that's just not a, not a good optic. It's not a mm -hmm. good optic. Right. Not uh, so, I mean, what do you, what do you think? I think it's a little black eye to the LPGA in, inadvertently. And I, I think they're doing a great job overall, mm -hmm. a ridiculously great job. Um, but, but, you got to finish. You got to commit to that one tournament and figure out where you're going to get your rest. Right, right. And I mean, you're committed to the tournament when you sign up. You're supposed <laughs> you're supposed to finish the daggone thing, <laughs> unless you're hurt. If it's physical exhaustion, which you was more worried of being physically exhausted for the qualifier or for the next event than right. she was finishing out that event. Right. I I, I, I don't get it. I would never do that. I, I can't imagine doing that. I might have faked it. I might have played like two holes and went, oh, I got a thing and, and be done. I could have well, done then that. You, then it, okay. I mean, you could right. get away with that, whether it was, you know, nobody needs to know that you were faking it. Right, right. Um, that was like when Cal Ripken, oh, uh -oh. way on a side note, but yes, when Cal Ripken was going for his uh, streak. Yeah. And and he was in the middle of it. And Al Clark, my buddy, he was the American League umpire. I think I might have told you this story. Yeah. I did during yeah. the Smoltz thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and he says, uh, we need to get him out of the game to rest. The um, Earl Weaver said. Right. And, uh, and uh, sure enough, the third inning, they faked an argument. Where are you going to dinner? I don't know. Where are you going to dinner? You're out of here. And, <laughs> and they got him out of the game. So uh, he got his little rest. That's a little inside way of. Probably the only game he ever got thrown out of in his life. That's <laughs> amazing. Uh, it's amazing. And there's other, other, you know, there was the 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 uh, blackout. Uh, they lost power at Camden Yards, and mm -hmm. the story the story went that 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 Ripken was uh, late to the game or couldn't make the game, so they just cut the power, um, which was interesting. Uh, yeah, a lot of different rumors about that. Uh, so I see that our guest has arrived. He's staring oh, at great. us, going, he's looking awesome. at us, going, "What in the hell is he?" I see now. <laughs> he's. Alex, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you guys. There hey. it is. Alex, how you doing, buddy? Yes, it's I'm I'm doing fabulous. Yes, oh, you, you are. Should be. <laughs> you are you are a freaking rock star right now in our golf world of the champions tour. And it's I am really awesomely proud of you. Uh I I've always loved you being around as a friend and watching your game, and you're an incredible ball striker. It doesn't surprise me what you're doing, but it's awesome that you're doing it. And it's completely, I mean, you really, really have a great story. And uh, that's kind of where we want to start. But I do want to introduce you to Chick. In very simple terms, what in the hell has happened to you to come out of here, out of the gates and win two straight majors? I mean, how much fun are you having and, and how can you explain it? Um, 
you know, I really can't explain it. I've been grinding all my life, obviously, like everybody else. Um, I, I try to stay uh, and play a lot of tournaments till, till I turn 50. And no matter if it was PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, even there was no tournaments, I went to the Outlaw Tour and played a couple of those mini tour events and, uh, you know, trying to get ready for the for the for the, the senior tour and i can't tell you what happened or why i'm just you know playing great and i'm riding the wave and obviously i got lucky it's been an incredible start i never thought of a start like this on the on the champions tour but uh, i'm super excited well, alex you finished really well in the other tournaments too you came right out of the gate Yes, and I think he had a third. Yes, a yes. I had a you know, second. I had so. a second at the at my second tournament. I had to both Monday qualify for my first one in Tucson and the one in Florida, and I played great in Florida, and uh, that gave me a lot of boost and a lot of confidence uh, into the next tournaments coming up. Yes, uh, the the region's tradition. You were an alternate, correct? Yes, I was an alternate the week before. Uh, I think when I checked on, on, on our side, I was like 10th alternate on a Thursday or Friday the week before. Uh, I didn't think there is any chance to, to make it. And I didn't even practice on the weekend. And I was, <laughs> I was rusty. And then I get the call on, on Monday. Then I'm a first alternate. So I'm like trying to book my flight and pack and um, thinking of going to the range to hit a couple more balls because I was like freaking out that I didn't play for like two, three days, but, uh, you know, then I flew over and I got into the tournament. So I was, uh, I was really psyched. Yes. I played with you in Tucson. We played the, the one round together. I know. Yes. And you just amazed me with your ball striking. You, you hit the ball so well. I remember on the, uh, was it the eighth hole that par five? Yes. And they have that, I mean, you know, I don't hit it very far at all, but you drove it to that bunker that you just look at and then you got it on the green and two with no problem. I'm like, okay, that was two really good. Shots. Yeah. But the difference, <laughs> I'm maybe a little bit longer than you, but you made eight birdies that day and I made only four. <laughs> I didn't remember that. Actually. <laughs> I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, all, all golfers remember. Um, so, you know, you come in as an alternate and you get that victory. Then you come back uh, the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, Southern Hills. And what were your expectations going in? Or, or was the confidence level there because of your previous win? Um, yeah, the confidence was there. Obviously, it's a different tournament. You have a full field, 156 players. You have a lot of international players. Um and it's you have a cut first of all, also. So you you gotta you gotta grind. You first goal is to make the cut. If you don't make the cut, you can't win the tournament. You know. So I uh, played on Monday, and that was my first trip to the golf course. I haven't played it in the past, and it was uh, it was already challenging in the in the practice round. And then uh, you know I must say I hit great shots. I played pretty smart. And, you know, my short game was that week uh, on fire. And um, that's, that, that's kind of how you win tournaments, even if you nobody uh, plays 72 holes perfectly golf, you know, perfect shots. So I, I left it in a lot of good positions for me to make up and downs when I missed the greens. And luckily, I made a lot of up and downs because, uh, you know, I think... Uh, a friend of mine texted me. I had like 22 or 23 putts on Sunday. I didn't even know, you know, uh, because I, I, I missed a lot of greens. You know, you take three, four up and downs uh, uh, away and then I'm, you know, I'm finished third, you know. So uh, it's a combination between everything. Great, uh, um, great positive mind, playing great, love the golf course, get lucky. So it's a combination of all of it. I can tell you that Southern Hills was uh, not easy in any aspect of it because the greens, they had a lot of false fronts and false sides and the balls would roll off the sides. And I thought getting up and down there was really hard because the lies were really tight. The bunkers were 
really tough. I didn't think they were very good. And, um, and just that grass, they had a common, like an, an old common Bermuda grass that sat really tight. Yes. And you really had to be, you really had to hit the really crisp chip shots to control it when it gets. And a lot of those, a lot of those pin placements were in precarious spots all week long. I, I, so you did a great job. Yep, I tell you, that. I was really surprised uh, how the pins every day, they put the pins like in, I thought it's almost impossible shots, literally <laughs> behind the bunker, on the, behind the ridge. Uh, so it was really, really tricky. And as you said, the bunkers were a little bit tough to play, a little bit different sand in it. And uh, I had a lot of chips into the grain. And I must say, it was really, really difficult to chip. So, uh, um, you know, but I somehow did it. I don't know how, but I just somehow did it, you know. We're talking with Alex Cheka, uh, who has a one PGA Tour win, the 2015 Puerto Rico Open. Um, and uh, when people are talking about you last year, they're going, well, he's still playing. He's, he's just kind of gearing up because we're waiting on the PGA tour and the, and the, and the PGA tour champions with the pandemic going on. So all of a sudden we're hearing check us playing the outlaw tour. Now with the outlaw tour, do, do you have to have a criminal record to play on that tour? <laughs> um, yes. But it, you, it sounds like this. <laughs> and you had a great win there. Six down with six holes to go. And you come back, including an ace to win that tournament, uh, poor Eddie Olson is like, what the hell just happened to me? I mean, he must have just been shell-shocked. Um, yes, I think so. Um, you know, this is a finish you have probably once in your lifetime uh, when you're six uh, or seven behind with uh, six holes to go. And, uh, you know, you beat the guy who is actually playing great golf and making parts, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. like he made double boogies and, and, and bogeys to, to lose it. It was just an incredible finish. Um, I on a on a very tricky course, and uh, that also gave me confidence. Um, you know, I played those tournaments because there was nothing really to play uh, on the on 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 any tour because we had that lockdown, and uh, and that was the only kind of tour in in Arizona that was that was open. And I've been practicing a little bit, and I. I heard about uh, uh, that tour and some of those tournaments. And I said, I just want to enter, play a few just to see where my game is. I didn't even sure. think of winning or, you know, you, you win $2,000, $3,000. It's about finally playing again under pressure, playing with younger guys uh, and see where your game is. Uh, so you, you can work on it. And, and, you know, when, when the tour starts again, you are kind of prepared a little bit. So that's what I did. And, um, you know, luckily I, I, I played a couple and I, I think I won two of them and obviously unexpected. It's, it's tough to play against those 22, 24 year old guys who hit it 40 past you make every putt. And, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I did well. And that gave me also a lot of confidence for the next big tournaments coming up. Well, I know something that's happening now on the Champions Tour because of how you've been playing. When you show up on the leaderboard, which you probably are going to be showing up like Bernhard has been showing up for 14 years out there. It's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when he shows up, everybody goes, uh-oh, here he comes again. Well, it's going to be that with, you know, Cheka's on the board again. Here he goes. <laughs> he's, he's a freaking bulldog, and he's not going to give it away. And you already got that reputation. I mean, everybody – knows it how good you hit the golf ball and uh and your short game's great and you got this bulldog attitude and you're not going to give it away and it's it's like and you've already proven you got to come beat you you're not going to give it up so uh they got to play good look at what stricker did that was unheard of to see what it's you know for him to shoot seven over on sunday it, it, like, wow, it, was, where did that it was tough to see um especially he was struggling a lot uh, on the greens what is unusual we all know he's uh one of the best or the best putter um you know i've seen in my in my career and then uh, uh seeing uh him struggling like this it hurts but you know everybody who plays this game knows you have it's in every sport. You have some some great days, some great weeks, some great tournaments, and and some tournaments where there nothing is going. You making equip equipment changes. You work maybe on your technique, 
and uh, you know, um, in his defense, he's he's probably so busy with the Ryder Cup as well. So he's you know he has his mind on the Ryder Cup plus trying to play himself a little bit. It must be incredible tough. Uh, I really don't want to be in his shoes right now. <laughs> as much fun as you're having uh, on the PGA Tour Champions, what were your expectations, you know, as you get closer to 50? Uh, and I, I know every golfer is thinking, okay, I'm getting ready to, you know, some guys dabble in both. Phil dabbles in both. Yes. Um, on both sides. Uh, what was your expectation coming to uh, the PGA Tour champions and where you're looking for not only the results on the course, but it's a different, it's a different set of guys, right? I mean, you're, you're it's more, it feels like it's more camaraderie there than it is on the PGA Tour. Um, that's for sure. I, I tell you the last, um, I want to say one and a half years before I turned 50, uh, playing still a lot of tournaments on the PGA Tour. It was tricky for me. It was frustrating. You know, I had to fight to make the cut. Uh, I had to play really well to finish 30th, 40th, because the, the competition is just so strong. So I was counting the, the hours, not the, not the <laughs> months. Um, and uh, my goal was just to play um, um, a lot of tournaments. Obviously, it's not easy to get status on, on the Champions Tour. We all know it's only uh, 80 guys in the field every week. So I had to kind of prove myself a little bit with playing. And, and my goal when I turned 50, I wanted to keep my status uh, the first year. And I didn't care if I do it through Monday qualifiers or top 10s where I qualify into the next tournament. Uh, and th that was the goal. You know, when I, uh, the first one in Tucson, you it, it was my debut and seeing all those other guys who I, looked up when I was a kid, those guys were in their prime. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and it was uh, incredible to see. I'm super blessed and honored to play with those guys who are uh, incredible, talented still now, who are Hall of Famers, who are uh, incredible players. And now I'm one of those 80 guys who has status and who can uh, teed up uh, uh, with them. And um you know, that uh, is is totally different than the PGA Tour. Uh, it's way more, I can't say friendly. It's it's different. Everybody's more chilled, more relaxed. You know, you have a right. card if you want. Um, you know, everybody plays it because it's fun and they have the passion and love for the game. The PGA Tour is still, when I see those those rookies and those young guys, it's it's a big business. You know, it's you got to play well. There's so many great players. You got to make, uh, I don't even know, a million bucks just to keep your job the following year with right. with incredible players. So, um, you know, the atmosphere is totally, totally different uh, on the Champions Tour. I love it. Uh, obviously, I know a lot, well, not a lot of guys, all of the guys from the past. And uh, it's been great. I had a very, very great welcome when I when I had my debut in um, in Tucson, and it's uh, it's so far it's been incredible. Hey Alex, when uh, you were growing up, obviously you were in Czechoslovakia. We want to hear that story, but also one of your mentors and idols, I guess, was Bernhard as a kid. So can you start from the beginning and give us that? Cause it's a very, I haven't heard the story in from your mouth. So I'd love to, yes. love to hear. This. Um, yes. So, um, you know, I, I, I was born in the Czech Republic, grew up the first eight, nine years in the Czech Republic. And <clears throat> one day my dad decides to give me uh, a better life. Uh, and, uh, fleeing the Czech Republic was obviously very difficult back then. Um, and, uh, because it was all communism and, um, you know, my, my dad had, the the guts to take a, a young eight, nine year old kid um, arm in arm and just making a very difficult trip. Um, you, you know, our, our, our place where we live is literally three miles from the German border, but all heavily guarded with German shepherds, mines, uh, guys with, machine guns and everything so the only place we were allowed to go is uh like yugoslavia croatia 
Croatia this way. So my dad found a way through some friends who escaped uh, one or two years earlier. Uh, he found the best route how to do it. And, uh, you know, he was very brave. He didn't tell anybody what his thoughts are because it was dangerous back then with all the politics and everything. He didn't even tell uh, his parents. My grandparents had no idea that my dad is just going to uh, take me and and out of nowhere he's going to disappear and nobody knew if we're going to make it or not and and what's going to happen so uh, um, you know that obviously I was very young for me it was more um, like a field trip a long field <laughs> trip because you young you have no idea I had no idea how dangerous that is my dad did it did know what uh, what uh, the you know what can happen and mm -hmm. um it was a long trip obviously i can't exactly remember it took us i want to say two weeks to make it all the way to germany through like yugoslavia italy switzerland uh back to germany um and you know without a passport and 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 finding a way through every border um to sneak in so you know my dad had uh, i'm very proud that my dad had the guts to do it i'm very uh, proud that he tried to give me a better life ob obviously gave me a better life but nobody knew that the berlin wall is going to come down uh, a couple of years later and there will be no more communism but you didn't know back then you know um so that uh, that that was the story and we ended up in frankfurt and i started to play golf and um, as a kid and then obviously we had a lot of in frankfurt and we had a lot of tournaments like the german opens and the german national championships in in frankfurt and hanau and obviously that was in the 80s when bernhardt became a huge star by winning a major uh winning tournaments all over the world and um i i you know, I didn't go to school when he was in town and playing tournaments. And I went to watch uh, the German Open and watched all those guys like uh, Olazabal, uh, uh, Ballesteros, Langa, Lyle, Faldo. Uh, and it was incredible. And obviously, we had only one hero, one great player, and that was Bernard Langa. And he inspired me. And uh, on TV, everybody talked about Bernhard Lange, what what accomplishments, what tournaments he's winning. And, you know, uh, it was, I was so um, psyched when I finally got my tour card when I was younger on the European tour. And I was able to play practice rounds with him and tournaments with him. And it was uh, it was a blast. At what age, as you said, you were too young to know what was going on. It was like an adventure for you, a field trip. At what age did it dawn on you what your father had accomplished in taking you to safety, basically? Um, you know, I think it was like a, um, maybe two years later when we were in Germany, because when we arrived in Germany, um, I, for me, it was just a trip, but that's where it started. My dad dropped me off in a in a refugee camp uh, close to frankfurt for one year uh where i was on my own in a refugee camp and he tried to uh, uh find work uh a home for us and everything so all one year i didn't see my dad what is for a oh. eight nine year old uh a really really tough time you know i was surrounded by other immigrants by um in a in a in in a tough environment, but I got adjusted very well. And you know, when he picked me up a year later, and had finally a place for us to stay, and he kind of had like a a little job, um, and took me out of that refugee camp. It um, uh, that became like reality for me that I'm a, in a great country right now. Um, and then I started school, and I started to have friends on a regular basis and not just to be in a in a in a in a refugee camp you know did you have in that year that you didn't see your father was there communication with him or did you just were you just kind of waiting no i've been waiting he told me he'll be back for me but he can't tell me is it one month five months nine months and i think the first time he came and visit me uh it was like it took at least a half a year till he got back and and wow and uh 
visited me. And back, you know, it was a different time. Back then there was no cell phones, no emails, yeah. no, you know what I mean? So it was very difficult. You know, he wrote a couple letters, but, uh, you know, it was a different generation than what we have right now, you know. How emotional was that first reunion, though? It was it, it was great. Um, it was uh, it was tough. I got adjusted with the kids. I was around a lot of kids, um, and we really had a good time. You know, a, a refugee camp sounds really bad, but it was great. We had school. We had it. It, it felt almost like a normal life, you know, not what you see right now on TVs when they have it and, and the kids now coming from across the country in cages and everything. It was a little bit different time. And, uh, um, you know, when he came and, you know, told me great stories that he's so close to getting us out and, and, and having a great place for us. So I was excited and, um, you know, it, and he made it happen. He didn't only promise me that he's going to pick me up soon, but he, he delivered and, uh, you know, he found a great place for us to be close to Frankfurt. And, uh, you know, I started school there then the following year and kind of started to live like a, a, a normal kid's life, you know. Mm. Is your you know, dad we, still alive? Yes, he's alive. He lives in the Czech Republic and a little bit in Germany. And uh, he is uh he is in great spirit and he's going to uh, watch me play in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to Germany to play one tournament on the, on the European tour, the BMW, and he's going to drive over and it's in, in, in his birthday week. So we're going to not only celebrate the last two trophies, but also, you know, I haven't seen him obviously for now two years because they normally come and visit me in America and uh, come to a few tournaments. But now with, the, with all those issues we had the last um one and a half years he stayed in europe so i haven't seen my family and my brothers and i haven't seen him in a while so it's going to be really nice to go back and you know and 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 touch base again yeah. yeah we just we just had memorial uh you know uh day weekend and i made the trip to uh, arlington national cemetery where my grandfather uh, who's from Czechoslovakia? Yes, uh, was uh, buried. He was a veteran of World War One and World War Two. Yeah, wow. And so I am. I decide when I get there that I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk and find his. I know that what section it's in. You know, it's a huge, huge uh, cemetery, and I'm gonna walk. And somebody came by and said, "Do you want to ride?" I said, "You know what? The guy fought in two world wars. I think I can walk to find his gravesite." And I say that to say that for you to go with what you what you went through, I imagine as you're playing golf and competing and things sometimes getting tough, you had to think to yourself, well, this is nothing. This is golf. I'm just playing a sport after what we went through. This is this is easy. Um, yeah, it's 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 different. You know, obviously, over the last couple of years, you, you know, you have a normal life. You know, there's so many millions of people they have stories incredible stories how how they grew up how they got a career how they got a job how they met the wife i mean so many people in this world um obviously everything right now work is working great for me um it was a great um tough grinding uh job like everybody else um you know starting in europe and having a dream to coming to america and making it through the Back then, we still had the tour school. Uh, and then you play so many years uh, on the PGA Tour, now the, the Champions Tour. It's, you know, obviously, when you're younger, you, you want to still play great. You're grinding. The older I've gotten, it's more, you have more fun uh, 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 on the golf course. You really don't get upset about bad breaks, bad rounds, bad, uh, you know, I see so many young guys getting really mad, really upset, throwing clubs, breaking clubs. You know, of course, I remember when I was young, I was maybe similar, you know what I mean? But, you know, with age, you, 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 get, you get wiser. So I, I think we, especially on this tour now, everybody has so much fun and you hit it in the water and you make a double. Th this is it. You know, there is nothing you can do. 
you still go home, you, you hug your wife, you give, you, you cuddle with your dogs. Like everybody is the same. You know what I mean? We, we, we live our lives a little bit different than I think all of us than when we were 20 in the twenties and, and trying to make it, you know, Alex, with these wins, how did that change your status? I'm just curious. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, before those wins, I, I had a, a, a decent um, status with my career money through the PGA tour. But uh, when I looked, uh, I was at a lot of the tournaments, like two out, one out. So I was on the borderline uh, to getting into a lot of tournaments. I think obviously COVID threw everything a little bit, uh, 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 everything got a little bit weird. And I think in the summer I would have gotten into way more tournaments with, with the, Uh, old category i had obviously now you know i'm in in basically every tournament um i think the status for maybe two or three years i don't even know i didn't even check it out i'm just so happy what ha just happened in the last couple of years um you know somebody told me you are in in hawaii for the next five years and you know i take what i get if it's hawaii three years or five years if i get my tour card For two years or one year or five years, it's been great. It's it's a bonus of on my lifestyle anyway or on my life right now. Still playing with you guys, uh, it, it, and it will see if it's going to be two years, five years, ten years. I don't know how long I want to play or can play or still can perform well. Uh, I'm riding a wave right now, like a lot of guys who literally make the transition from 49 to 50 and basically rookies on that tour. And, you know, I want to play as good and, and as long, obviously, as possible. But I really can't tell you, um, you know, how long it's going to be or, or, you know, maybe I lose the status in three, five years and never gain it back. You, you never know in sport. It can be over very quickly. You know, not for everybody, but it happened in the past, you know. What do you think of uh, Phil Mickelson, by the way, winning the PGA? He's, you're actually younger than Phil. Yes, yes. It's, it, it was incredible. I watched it. Um, I think everybody was almost in shock because everybody expects those young guys win. Uh, Justin Thomas and Kupka and Bryce and all those guys who are in form and long hitters. And then you have... Uh, Well, Phil is an incredible player all those years, and it didn't. We, he showed it not only on the Champions Tour when he came and won his, I think first two he played, but he's still uh, playing a lot of great tournaments uh, on the PGA Tour. You know his form was going in the right direction. I think you saw it. I think the week before in uh, in North Carolina, I think he already had the lead and played up there. Uh, so you can see that he's he can still perform out there, and obviously, um, winning a, a major it's incredible. You know that shows that the old guys can still play it. You know, maybe not <laughs> win it, and maybe not every year, but there is a chance. You know, but it was an incredible win, um, and I think everybody in this world is just happy for him because we all know he's a. He's been a great superstar all those years for so many decades. And, uh, you know, I think he, uh, four or five majors he already won. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it was great to see him. And I even watched the last couple holes. And it was, it, it was great to see. I thought it was pretty cool on 16 when Kepka was up first. And he hit a big drive. And Mickelson put it right past him about 15 yards. And They said it was 366-yard drive, yes. which I think is what you hit on that uh, that eight hole at uh, two. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but, you know, I hit two sprinklers <laughs> on the way. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you're a phenomenal performance the way you're playing, and everybody loves you out there. You just got a infectious personality, and and uh, I, I think everybody loves what you're doing, and uh, you're awesome. And the Champions Tours. Truly a lot of fun. It is a bunch of guys that most of us have had pretty good careers and everything's gravy from here. And I think it's the love of competition that drives us. That's what we've done our whole life. We just love, we have this opportunity, which probably you can't do in any other sport from age 50 on. As long as you're healthy, you can still play at a really high level. Phil proved it. Uh, Eric Bernhardt's proved it for 14 years. He's 63, four years old, and he's yes. still the guy yes. to beat. And it's, it's amazing. So I'm 
I can't say how proud of you and, and thanks for being on our program. It's, it's been awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Last question. Do you now walk on the range uh, each tournament with, with the chest out a little bit like you're the, you, you know, you're the dude. No, I'm, I'm still five ten. I can't make me bigger even with my chest out, you know? Um, no, but it's, you know, I had, um, you know, in the last couple of weeks, a lot of guys came up there as, as Fred said, it's, it's, we have so much fun out here on this tour and it was incredible to see when I won, uh, on Sunday, and a lot of guys were waiting. Bernhard was waiting and giving yeah. me high fives. And, and Miguel and a lot of the European guys uh, were still there from who I remember from the old European tour um, times. Uh, and it's, uh, it's incredible, you know, to have, uh, um, you know, you come off the green and everybody's just happy for you because two weeks later, you're just happy for them when they win, you know. And uh, it's, it's just incredible. Uh, I think uh, those 80 guys every week who play on the Champions Tour are great guys. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy and blessed to be a, a, a one of them uh, playing. And, uh, you know, I, I want to enjoy it um, as long as I can. Yeah, we really have a we have kind of a family. It's, it's a traveling circus. Yes. We go to town and town and and, and we put on our show, but, but we're really a, a big family out there and. Uh, the caddies and the players are just just in our rules officials. Uh, all the guys that work for the uh, staff that put on a make everything happen out there. It really is a, a pretty good show we put on. And I think people are amazed at the talent that we have, the length of golf courses we play, how far guys still can hit it. And it's it's uh, it's fun to show off when you're playing well and you're doing one heck of a job. <laughs> so, so far, it's it's great. But, you know. Yeah. You know, from now on, it can only go downhill. That's the problem. When you're riding the wave, no, eventually no. it's going to stop. <laughs> yeah. uh, Father, you gotta, you're on a big wave. It ain't going to stop with your talent. Yeah, you're Father, unbelievable. Father time is undefeated. We know that. Yeah. Um, all right, the getaway question here. We got the memorial this week on the PGA Tour. And instead of reading all the stuff about the handicapping, who's going to win, blah, 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 all I keep hearing about are these milkshakes. Awesome. Milkshake, really? milkshakes are great. Uh, I always had a, a, a simple plain vanilla one. Uh, they were great. Uh, I don't want to say they're the best in the country, but really? in incredible. I must say we had, I had, uh, I played a program here and um, they make same milkshakes here. It's really great at the halfway house here behind hole number, whatever, five. Uh, and I, it's, it's oh. tough to compare it. But I must say they they were incredible. Let's say it this way. And Fred, what's I your milkshake of choice? Uh, oh, milkshake of choice. Well, yeah. he's right about this week. I forgot about yeah. that place at number five. Yes, uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you get one of those. You want to go to sleep by the time you get to seven. <laughs> where where are we this week? Where where are we in Des Moines? Des Moines. Okay. Yeah, in Iowa, we're in cornfield country. Yeah. And your your milkshake of choice, Fred, is? I like chocolate or vanilla. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. It's really good. It's really good. Oh, wow. That that tradition of milkshake started back in the old international in in Castle That's Ponce. right. They had the yes. best Hagen Dazs milkshake. That is ever. true. Ever. I remember. I played and, one year and they had them and they were phenomenal. Yeah. That, that's yeah. where it all started. And people said we got to get some milkshakes out. And then everybody got that. <laughs> I've got a I, I've I've got a body by Hagen Dazs. So that's pretty cool. Um. Uh, <laughs> And, and Jack has touched, uh, he says he wanted one last bite of the pie. He's touched every hole at Muirfield before, since last, they last played. So this course is going to be different for those guys just a little bit. You can't, you can't replace a green and not change the lines just a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys deal with this. You guys are so used to courses and knowing the breaks, well, those breaks aren't quite there anymore. Um, yeah, it's, you know, but... <laughs> Those guys are so talented. All they need is one, two practice rounds. You play in the program, you roll the balls, uh, and you get the feeling for it. And, uh, um, you know, it's a really, really tough course. Jack likes to set it up like a really, like, I want to say almost like a major. I remember right. one year the rough was almost higher than the U.S. Open. There was no sand in the bunkers, or he raked it like uh, where you have right. the grooves, You, if you remember this. Um mm -hmm. And it was, uh, it, it's, 
it's in great condition always and uh it's a great tournament and i i wish they got the guys good luck up there do you allow yourself uh to think about grand slam on the champion store you know, so far it hasn't crossed my mind, um, but you know, it, I just brought it, it up. Sorry. It sounds great. <laughs> it sounds great. We'll see again, as I said, so many great players here um, and especially uh, playing those majors is really difficult. Of course, now it's a little bit in the back of my mind a little bit, but uh, you know, I, I've been blessed with, let's say, two right now in the last three weeks. Who knows? Uh, there is a chance. I'm playing great, but you, you never know in this game. Well, you're humble. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Thank you're you. Really Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're, you really are. But I'm just looking at you and says, I don't know how anybody can beat uh, you <laughs> right now. I, I really am. And uh, you're, you're, well, you're going to be good for a long time. Just don't get hurt. Yes, yes. Don't do yeah. anything. Don't get hurt, and you'll be fine. Uh, Alex, can't thank you enough for your time and sharing your story. Really appreciate it. Uh, I know that the listeners will listen to that and think, "Wow, that's an impressive uh, way to come into the game of golf." Is to you know to, to take the travels and and blessings to your father. Uh, have a happy birthday with him. That's going to be an awesome time. Um, I'm sure if, if the PJ Tour uh, media is doing their job. Uh, they'll get a glimpse of that uh, when you guys are together. So I, we can't thank you enough, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Alex. Thanks guys. I'll All see right, you tomorrow. You got it. Fred, this, that was unbelievable. And to hear, I got goosebumps when he's talking about, because you're picturing, you know, you, my mind goes into a movie. Uh, the father yeah. just says, hey, son, we're leaving. And he's not telling them where we're going. And you're like, okay. And he's thinking it's a field trip. And what, what he doesn't know is that this could be it, you know, yeah, could, what the shit that was going on there. Yeah. No question. Yeah. yeah. So I laugh. I laugh because w before we, he came on, I, here I am talking about uh, an LPGA uh, player who conceded a match because she was tired. And I'm like, and here is Alex Chica, you know, at the age of nine years old, taking a trek through mountains and hills and, and border crossings and sneaking in with his father leading the way. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous what he went through. Well, he said he was, what, three miles from the border of Germany, which was where he was trying to go. But the route was two weeks heading whatever direction that is. Right. And working their way around two or three different countries to get back into the Germany another way. And God, well, that's unbelievable. I mean, what a great, great story. They should make a movie out of that. I mean, I would if he if he wins the Grand Slam, uh, the, the, oh, yeah. somebody should put something together. Uh, if PJ Tour, if the if the Champions Tour is listening at all to the podcast, Terps on the T, they should be paying attention uh, to the Alex Chicka story. Well, I can tell you, Chick. There's, uh, I I meant what I said. There's th this guy is hard to beat. I don't doubt right it. Now. Yeah, he's I mean, he's he's doing every aspect of the game is really good, like what Bernhard does when Bernhard's Bernhard. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's, there's, <laughs> you know, there's a connection there with that, a big connection there. And, uh, and Alex, uh, is playing mentally like that. He's just right. out there and he's, he's, uh, got a lot longer. He has a lot more power than Bernie. Um, and he's just an incredible ball striker. I mean, right. he's so good. It, you watch him and he has a different sound. It's just like, right. okay, right. I wish I could do that. We um, all do. We all do. Damn yeah. it. We all do. <laughs> Uh, last thing, it's a feel-good story. I don't, I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, at the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge, uh, the young guy who w was emotional when he uh, uh, made uh, the Monday qualifier, Michael Vasaki, he was uh, a sponsor's exemption into the Charles Schwab Challenge. And just he didn't make the cut. Justin Thomas, as this kid is leaving, Justin Thomas walks over to him and says, hey, man, uh, I wish you all the best. This is, You're a great story. You got a great game. And he hands him a check and says, this is for you to bankroll you and your dream. And this, you know, and wow, nobody know knows, nobody knows the amount. It doesn't matter. He handed him a check and said, here it is. Uh, I believe in you and you, you need to you need to be on this tour. I don't know what other. I'm sure that happens in big, big business somewhere. Some guy sees an intern or whatever and says, this kid's got a bright future. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, back this guy, but here's Justin Thomas who, you know, is playing. Okay. 
but he's thinking about this other kid. I just, I don't see that in any other sport. And I'm sure it happens, but we saw this one on camera and I go, holy crap. That's awesome. I didn't know that story. That's great. That just shows. I love the quality of our old guys, our old guys, our young guys on the tour. Mm -hmm. uh, every one of them to a man, I think is just very special. Um, they, they give back. They, they act right. They carry themselves well. Um, I, I'm really proud of them, the way they're going to carry the torch. Uh, I can say almost to a man, there might be a couple exceptions, uh, here and there, but, uh, you know, even, even Justin made a boo-boo and he got blasted. Sure. Uh, but, uh, again, you, you make that mistake knowing all the mics are on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't mm -hmm. do that. Right. And, and, and he felt horrible about it right. and he knew he made a mistake. So, um, and that's fantastic. That's a great story. And, and yeah. Phil's given back so much to the game. Uh, Tiger made the game cool. So, you know, you have two guys that are on in their years. Sure. Hopefully Tiger will get back. Phil's just rocking and rolling all of, again. Right. And, and Phil's the thrill. You never know what, you know, you got that. You never know what you're going to get with him. And mm -hmm. he wins the, the major out of nowhere. If he wins at Torrey and gets oh his U.S. Open, that would be well really something. Yeah, that would be something. And as I sure hope I'm there to witness it, by the way. <laughs> that would be that would be really awesome too. Uh, that, I got that, a I got I got a buddy of mine who played in a US amateur many years ago and he uh was not doing so well and he literally told his caddy, he I forget what hole they were on, but it's on the back nine, and he just looked at his caddy and said, Give me the bag. And the caddy's like, What? He goes, give, give me the bag. He goes, I know what you want to do. You want to go back and look at the kid. And it was a young Tiger Woods. And the caddy's like, thank you. And, you know, he yep. took off running to watch yep. this kid play in, a, in an amateur. Um, and, you know, by the way, you know, Mr. Woods. And he's come out this past week and said it's the most painful experience, this, uh, the physical therapy, the injury, all of it that he's ever had. This guy's had more surgeries than I, anybody I know. But, you know. After watching Phil win the PGA Championship at the age of fifty, <laughs> you know he's thinking, "God bless it, I am." Uh, that's, uh, that, that's one of those things that might drive him back if he can come back. That fire is always in him. It's just whether he can do it uh, physically, do it. He can mm. mentally do it. Sure, it's whether he can physically do it. He uh, mentally, he's always there and fired up, wanting to kick your butt. But uh, yeah, Tiger's special in every way as far as athleticism and golf and, and his mind, uh, you just can't, I don't know how we shake it up and have all those ingredients come together and, <laughs> and make what he was. You know, you, I don't think we'll ever see another Tiger Woods, but, and it's like saying, you'll never see another Michael Jordan. Right. Uh, and, and on and on. It's just, it's, uh, it's incredible. We, we, so, might, uh, we might see a Charlie Woods. He would look great. My Lord. <laughs> Holy smokes. He, he had all the mannerisms of Tiger. Absolutely. They were twins. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. They, were clones. they were clones. It was incredible. Uh, I've been saying that a lot today. I just realized how many times I've said incredible. So if you ever listen to the podcast, you just go incredible. One, two, three. <laughs> but uh, Alex's story was amazing. And I have never heard the full version. No, probably not many people have really. Uh, so that was a real treat. Phenomenal. Um, there should be a drinking game when they listen to the podcast. When Fred says incredible, you take a drink. Um, yeah, He'll phenomenal. He'll be drunk in about 10 minutes. That's all right. We'll go, <laughs> go back down to Route 1 in College Park. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, I did play University of Maryland golf course today. Um, did you really? Is it oh, good yeah. shape? It's in, the greens are in really good shape. What is going on in my... If you guys can hear that, that's uh, some some spam call right now, uh, which is great. Um, I uh, yeah, the greens are in great shape. Uh, fairways pretty decent, rough, very patchy and difficult. And then there's my game, which is a bunch of shit. That's what it is right now. It's <laughs> called uh, one thing with Maryland. I've always loved the layout. The layout absolutely. Is, it's a, just a pretty golf course and fun. It has a lot of elevation changes here and there, and it's 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 really good. Um, it just was never in good shape back in the day. And then they got it in good shape when they had the, uh, what was it, the web event back then? It's a nationwide first. Um, yeah, yeah, the web. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we yep. got Tommy Whatever Two Gloves. Tommy, Tommy Ganey won there. And uh, then Steve Weecroft, Weecroft absolutely blew the, blew the doors off the place. Yeah. Challenged it. Yeah. But uh, 
you know, when it's hot and hot and dry, you, I don't think you can do that there. Um, he, he had played yeah. a wet course and you could, you know, throw darts. Um, well, that's cool. So that's, uh, Alex Chica, we really appreciate his time. Um, and for anybody who's listening, check him out. Watch, watch. I, I've got it already on DVR. I, I watch the tour now. I, I tape everything. Uh, and I go back. I, and I keep looking for Fred Funk, and I don't see him. So I don't even know if you're actually playing. Are you actually playing in the tournaments, or are you just are you hiding? Not, it's not really a real game of golf. No, it's just <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show up eventually. You're getting there. That's It's I'm, the grind, I, man. Yeah, I don't get, I'm working my way there. I, it's it, the grind. If I can keep my body parts together, I'm going to be there. You could be the bionic man, yeah. Colonel Steve Austin. Just keep replacing my, stuff. My, <laughs> <laughs> I do have, I got a new knee. I got a new thumb. I mean, geez, I need a new mind. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. Days in college park have ruined that completely. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, I think uh, it's all those boxing years. I think it, uh, I, I think it's my head's just been smashed too many times that's the, when you told the story uh the last podcast with about mark weeby i thought wait a minute this guy he threw gloves this would not be a smart move if weeby <laughs> thought i'm gonna take this guy down because you not you don't play it's not a anybody who's done it anybody who's boxed it's you in can't them. fake box you can't you can't no. and i you know i watched the the mike tyson documentary uh that was on this past week the two-parter mm -hmm. and the, the most amazing thing is, you know, when they brought him into the to the uh, gym, they uh, the scene there, and they ask one of the guys who's been who's known boxing for for decades, and he goes, "How old do you think that guy is?" And he's going, "That guy, he's got to be 23, 24. And he says, "He's sixteen. And huh. you're like, "Holy crap!" And you look at his body and went, "Oh my gosh!" And I have produced a show uh, for radio for uh, for Sugar Ray Leonard back in the day called Spirit of Sports, and I've shadow boxed one time. After he had fought Donnie Lalonde, who he'd gone up in weight uh, and won the fight, but the first time he got punched, when he walked into the office after the fight, he said, "It is absolutely true. The bigger they are, the harder they hit." They because hit. When I got That's hit true. that first time, I thought, "Holy crap! What have I done? What have I agreed to?" And then his brain said, "Hold on, Mr. Ray Leonard, let's just, let's, re let's let's regroup here and and we'll work it out." And he worked it out, and then I get I think he TKO'd him, but. I shadow boxed with him. He came in the office and I did this, just a little bounce. And I, and he threw three punches, each one nipping my nose, right? Just, just tapped it before I could react. And he looked me dead in the eye and said, don't do that. Because <laughs> anybody who shadow, you know, I guess a boxer, when you start throwing hands yeah. or, you know, faking yeah. it, they That's just, right. they instinctively, he goes, don't do that. And he's like, this is my business. I'm like, okay, I got you, man. Normally fun, loving sugar. Ray was like serious for like three seconds. And I think I sharded. I think I sharded. It's very possible. I messed my pants. Um, was it, were they three left hands, three jabs? Yeah. I couldn't remember. They came so quick, man. It was just, <laughs> uh, it was just like, and he just tapped me on the nose. <laughs> it was probably three jabs. Oh my God. As a boxer, you use that left jab. And if that left jab lands, that right hand's coming really fast. Well, because, let me tell you. Because you're, you're within range. Yeah, well, I was within range. I thought I was not within range, but apparently I was. I, <laughs> my arms are too short to box with God, as they say. Um, uh, all right, man. Great show. Uh, Alex Checa was tremendous. Um, and good luck to you this week. Thank you. Again? Des Moines? Are you going to go to the uh, baseball field where they built the Field of Dreams? It's in Iowa. Is that here? I didn't yeah, know that was here. It's in Iowa. It's in Iowa somewhere. Well, I know. I'm not sure I was not a, it's not like Maryland. It's not no. a small state. <laughs> no. Just go look for it. You know, and listen, just, he said, build it. They will come. Just go. You'll find it. Yeah, I just, I'll find it. It'll come to me. It'll come. That's what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting for the game to come to me. Well, and that okay. is I'm trying to come us. to the game. I need the game to come to me. Need the game so. to come to you. I get it. I'm and struggling that's, that's myself. That's who you're caddying for. Let the game come to him. Yes. 36 holes. As long as you survive, he makes it. So the heat's be, on you. And I checked the weather. It's going to be 94 be degrees. That's yeah. typical D.C. No breeze. 98% humidity. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that's <laughs> down a little bit. I'm trying to figure out a way, as we ramble, I'm trying to figure out a way to be as cool as possible. Uh, so I got snacks that I'm going to put in the bag. But I'm sure there'll be. I hope, like in the the, uh, the qualifier, the first qualifier at Northwest, there was there were two water stations. I hope there's more, um, but we're gonna have to figure out figure that out because uh, I don't I don't need to be dropping you know 
dropping the bag in my body midway mid round. That might put a yeah. damper on his round at that point. You know those things that stay cold. Yes. That, yeah. Get get a couple of those that get stay cold for hours and hours. I I should look and into that. You can dip them in the coolers and, and oh, that I like would, that. Yeah. I got a bib. I got a caddy bib because I got to carry. The, I don't want to. I got to carry the. Uh, no, they're allowing rangefinders um, for this. Oh, that's good. That's great. So, um, yep. so yeah, I just, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. So by the time I talk to you next time in the next week, uh, we'll know whether or not Alex Hoffman uh, made his way. I just want him to have fun. I really want him to have fun for thirty six. Have fun holes. with you. That's you be we'll, you. He'll have fun. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I threw a few okay. one-liners at him during the during the qualifier, and it was. <laughs> I saw the smirk on his face. He's like, "Okay, this is good." Um, all right. All right. For Fred Funk, I'm Chick Hernandez. Thank you for listening to Terps on the Tee. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.